I asked, uh, uh, rather I didn't ask for it, uh, Mark always kind of reads my mind, I had given the topic to them, what Jesus will we follow, and he knew immediately to lead this song. That song, it's an old school song, it's, it's, most of you haven't sung it for years. Every time I sing it, I get cold. Here's why. Back in Scotland, we didn't have baptistries. The baptistry was the Irish Sea. Now, if you don't know where the Irish Sea is, it's really the North Sea. It's, it's up there. Uh, and if you're thinking, oh, that's where the polar bears are. No, too cold for them. Uh, it's, 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 it's up there. Uh, it's pretty awful. And that was the baptistry. And so to get yourself ready, only serious people were baptized. You know, it, it wasn't like, oh, my friends are being baptized. I'll go too. No, you had to think about it. And we would stand there and get ourselves geared up by singing, you know, no turning back, you. You know, it's, um, if I'm going, you're going, and you're all the way under, that's our rule. You know, that sort of thing. Um, and... I'll never forget the time. Oh, it was a horrible winter night. We had a winter gale. Horizontal snow flying past us. Gust to 70 miles an hour. And it was around 10 o'clock at night. My phone rang. Well, that's unusual because back at that time, every phone call cost money. And so I was thinking, who's calling me? So when you, you pick up the phone in Scotland, you rattle off your number. That way, if it's a wrong number, they can hang up quick before they're charged. So I rattle off the number, and my co-worker goes, Patrick, I've been studying with these two teen girls, I knew the girls, and they want to be baptized. Really? When? Tonight. I'm looking out at the weather, you know, and I, I'm, I, oh my God, penguins, penguins are hiding in this weather. And I'm not proud of this. But the next words out of my mouth were, now, Ian, are you sure they know what they're getting into? And it's, <laughs> it's a big commitment, you know. And, and he was certain. Oh, he was certain. <laughs> so we went down. We couldn't even see the sea. We could only hear it. It was so dark and stormy. We, we parked cars, pointed the lights, put them on high beam out toward the, the water. And uh, I looked at Ian and I said, they're your study, go. So... <laughs> We, we were all there with towels and everything warm we could get. And they go off. And I always still tell him he only baptized the bottom bit. Because God got the top bit with a couple of waves and knocked him down. We actually were pulling ice out of their hair by the time we got him back to the, the, the flats, the little apartments. And again, back in those little apartments, you only have heat in one room. It's a little gas fire. So everybody's all huddled around there. And we're using blow dryers to try to save our new brother and sister in Christ. Our sisters in Christ. We always would sing, I have decided to follow Jesus. But what place does Jesus really have in our lives? This is a good time. It's arbitrary, the turning of a page on a calendar. I get all of that. But what place is Jesus going to have in your life this year? What place will the church place Jesus this year? It seems that churches have been losing their popularity. Again, it's cyclical. More people as a percentage go to church today than did 20 years after the Revolutionary War. We often forget church attendance has always been up and down. But churches are on that downward thing just now. That's true. But the fact is Jesus has never been more popular. The church, eh, Jesus, highly popular. And that's one of the problems. 
Because you have to ask yourself, which Jesus is popular? There are a lot of Jesuses out there. There used to be these things called bookstores that you could actually go to and see printed material. And if you ever want go into, and there are still some Christian bookstores, you go into them and look in the Bibles. There's a Bible for everybody. There's a Bible for environmentalists, for feminists, for Duck Commander fans, for old-style American patriots, complete with flags, military people of different persuasions, liberation theology fans, and the text. The text remains more or less the same, but which verses are highlighted and the notes on the side change according to which Jesus you want to follow. So there are some religious people out there that follow Jesus that wants us to kill doctors that perform abortions. There are other people that follow Jesus that wants to make women wear veils and never cut their hair and the like. Oh, I'll never forget that. I, I, I was too young to know better. Walked into a church building and there were two men having an argument and one turned to me and he says, that, that's Dr. Mead. He'll, he'll back me up. And I'm going, what have I done? Walked over and I said, what? And he goes, your, your wife doesn't wear pants, does she? And I blinked a bit um, because I'm British. These are trousers. Pants are worn underneath. And I, I was... I, I thought for a bit, and I go, oh, trousers. Trou yeah, oh, yes, yes, she wears trousers. And he looked at me, and he said, the Bible says that a woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man. I looked at him, and I said, she, she doesn't wear my trousers. <laughs> I didn't even want to bring up the kilt in the closet. Uh, it, At this stage, people, which Jesus are we following? We all grab a Jesus and want to just run all the way to the end to the point where some people have a Jesus that wants women to be quiet, perhaps pregnant and out of sight, where others have a Jesus that likes women but doesn't like men at all. I've seen those books as well. There have even been plays over the last 20, 30 years, several of them, and a couple of movies, they never get a big audience, but Hollywood never learns. They keep pouring millions into it, trying to do plays and stories to say that Jesus was gay. That's the Jesus they want. You can turn on religious TV. Don't. Don't. But you could. And, and if you do, you're going to find Jesus portrayed as somebody who needs all of your money. Or... A Jesus who really, his only concern is your prosperity and happiness. Your goodness, eh, never really gets mentioned. But your prosperity does. Others have a Jesus that doesn't like much of anybody. Years ago now, I, went, I, I was living in Detroit, and I was to speak in Knoxville. So I went down, and I don't go out on the town or anything, so I'm just in the hotel channel surfing to see what's on. And I don't know why at that time, Knoxville had like eight different religious TV stations. And I couldn't avoid them because I didn't know where they were. And they kept popping up. And every one of them had a preacher that was angry about something. I don't know what I did to anger Knoxville preachers. But every one of them was mad at me. And my th I talked to Cammie that night and I said, you know, if I was somebody who didn't know anything about Jesus and I saw this, I would never go to a church. I would never open my Bible. Which Jesus are we following? Some have a Jesus that makes them feel very important. As a minister, your life can get interesting. 
Kenton and David and Tom. Uh, I'm sure this has happened to them as well. From time to time, somebody will come up to me that Jesus talks to all the time. Um, and they'll say, Jesus gave me this poetry. The Holy Spirit fills me, and I've written this book. And I want you to help me get it pu- published. And I'm looking at it and going, I think Jesus can rhyme. Um, this is, it's horrible. But they're absolutely convinced that Jesus is just a pipeline and that we should be taking whatever they want. I was at one church once where a few ladies decided Jesus was talking to them. And so every single invitation song we had, that we quit doing invitation songs, they would come forward to prophesy to the church. Really? It's okay. There's a a guy, a very popular entertainer in Breton called Cliff Richard. He's really their Elvis. He, in movies, records, TV, everywhere, Cliff Richard. But he's never been married. He's a devoted Christian. And I heard an interview with him once where he said that one of his problems was people would come up to him, young ladies or, or not so young ladies now, would come up to him and saying, God told them that they were to be together. And Cliff would always say, Cliff, like we do lunch. Cliff Richard would always say, um, if, if, if he tells me, then we can talk. Which Jesus are you following? One that always says what you want him to say? So let's step back for a minute. Which Jesus should we follow? There is a real Jesus. Tacitus, Josephus, others wrote of him. The gospels were written within living memories of those that knew him. Prophecies foretold him in his life. And his teachings are very well known, if little followed. I would suggest that what we want to do as a church is just follow Jesus, to know who he is. We're going to make sure we, we get a good grasp of the Gospels. Starting my classes in here will not start again until the 22nd of January. January 15th, Chris Whitney of uh, One Generation Away will be back with us. And we love Chris. We love feeding the poor. So we give him an opportunity to speak to us from time to time. And he'll be here on the 15th. But on the 22nd, I'm just going to do just Jesus stories. We're going to walk through the Gospels. You might think, oh, I know those stories. Well, maybe. You need to read them again. What makes you feel uncomfortable? Read through all of them with just that question. What makes me feel uncomfortable? Another one, what makes you feel happy? Another one, what confuses you? Go through another time. Put yourself in the place of the hearers. What do you see? What do you feel? What's going on? How are the people responding around you? At 4th Avenue, we've decided to follow Jesus. And as the old song says, no turning back. We'll follow him. Every so often when I'm off at another place, people will say, now your, your church has made several changes. And I'll say, yeah. Frankly, they made most of them before I got here. But yeah. And they'll say, where are you guys headed? I don't know. I really, I don't have an agenda. It's not like I go home with Cammy and going, <laughs> it's coming together. You know, <laughs> three more months, we'll make our move. You know, there, there's none of that. I, and this, I don't want this to sound arrogant, but I'm, I think I'm speaking for all of the people in this room and certainly our shepherds. We want to move where Jesus moves at the speed he moves wherever he moves. Amen, church? And I don't know what that's going to look like. 
And I'm okay with that. Because I'm not in charge of the planet. I'm just in charge of me following him. And that's hard to do. Because the Bible says to present yourself as a living sacrifice. You've heard that, right? And the worst bit of a living sacrifice is it keeps having a tendency to crawl off the altar. My job is to stay on the altar. Just follow him. I don't believe he's done leading this church. I don't believe he's done molding us into whatever he needs us to be in this place and this time. And I'll go further and say, I think really that's the only kind of Jesus we can follow because it's the only real Jesus. All other Jesuses are just figments of our imaginations or they're creations of our cultural movements of the day. There will be a day when we no longer get New Year's days and the calendars no longer turn over. On that day, we will find that we do not get the Jesus we want. We get the Jesus who is. And we should follow the Jesus who is. For he is the one who is and who was and who is to come. He is the Lord and there is no other. So start this new year out right. Keep reminding yourself of who you are to follow. And check to make sure that's who you're following. We'll tell a story and then invite us up to the tables. It was several years ago, we were back visiting in Scotland, actually, when the news broke that John F. Kennedy Jr., his wife and a family friend, had crashed into Nantucket Sound. It was quite a shock for several reasons. One is he's a good pilot, and that's a good airplane he was in. There was no problems with that airplane. Why did he go in at full speed? There were those that thought, was he, is it suicide? But he wasn't unhappy. He, was, he had a magazine at the time. He was doing great. His family was doing great. Then they found the flight recorder. It recorded the instruments, but it also recorded their voices. He wasn't paying attention to his instruments. He was thinking he was climbing. He was thinking he was headed towards stars. He was actually heading toward their reflections in the water. So many of our friends are powering right into disaster because they're following the wrong stars. Whether those stars are from Hollywood or athletics or politics or culture, they're pointed to the wrong stars and only disaster lies that way. Help us help them follow Jesus. For in him there is life and in no other.